Welcome to the Real Talk Weekly Podcast, where we discuss news, culture, life, and dive into deep conversations about our faith. Here's your host, Alan Reed. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast. It's Alan's birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday. (laughs) Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast. I had a whole introduction like this. (laughs) Guess what today is, everybody? It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. Very special day today. Alan's I turned birthday. I turned fifty one today. The big five. Fifty one. I don't know how many days that is, but that's hey, you see that we hill? Might. Hmm? We you might. see that hill? You're over it. <laughs> oh, buy me. Yeah. Oh man. So Alan, <laughs> it's in the rear view. to celebrate your birthday, <laughs> Allie has graciously made Alan facts. Wonderful some, pumpkin bread. Some pump- I no, 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 I mean it's a banana bread. Yikes! Sorry, it's yeah, banana. Oh, it's so good. It's and really good. It tastes like banana too. Just to clarify, yeah, it does. It yeah, taste just, like pumpkin. You're gonna hear us I all munching away. By the way, sorry about that. Yeah. Again, again, we're again. breaking our rules again. So sorry if you're listening on audio. There are no not. rules on your birthday. But hey, something new that I've never done before is with my banana bread. Y'all brought like melted butter. I yeah. can't believe you haven't done that. Yeah. I've never done that. Did you put peanut butter on it? I've never done that either. I feel like you might but I'm like glad it. You brought I've some never just done in that. Case. You have to try it. This is new for me because we don't put chocolate chips in ours. Oh mm. my! Me neither. And this so is good I like the chocolate chips. Mm. I like to just toss in whatever I have. Yeah. Happy y'all. birthday! Thank y'all very much. Oh, you're welcome. Very nice. Alan. I thought maybe you are gonna like humiliate me or something. We're oh, getting so. there. Just We're waiting. getting there. You guys are for so nice. Alan's birthday. Love we didn't tell him about this, but. <laughs> we would just like to share some facts. Oh, from this date in. The year of our Lord and the year of our host, 1972. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who would like to share the first fact? You go ahead. All right. Alan, did you know that you share a birthday with Hervin McCormick, NFL defensive tackle for your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, really? Yeah. It's I've a big day. I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh, wow. That is an interesting Do you know fact. what day you were born? Yeah. What day was it? I think Thursday. Wow. Oh, that's correct. What a blessed day. It was a blessed day. That is true. We have that on the, the Wait, notes. Today's I don't a know why I know that. I know, that. that's what I'm saying. I don't it's know a blessing. why I You're know celebrating that, your birthday when you were born on a Thursday on a Thursday. What's the... Okay. I was also born on a Thursday. Is in the <laughs> I don't know, actually. One out of seven, maybe? Every seven years? Or? Hanging out with your best friends. Speaking of a cycle <laughs> of years, did you know that your birthday, when you were born, it was a leap year? Really? It was. I don't yeah. know how that works out, because huh. this year wasn't a leap year. So... We'll divide by four. I should have been That's so normally it would have been early. I would have been born on April seventh. Normally, if it if there wasn't a leap normally. year, right? Maybe not normally, but in you'd have been born on April fifth. Was it the other way? Yeah, you'd have been born on April fifth. It's an extra day. I don't know. I'm yeah, busy. it would have been one of the other. James is correct. Cool, sweet. Mm-hmm. Up uh, next, nice to know. This yeah. is important. This next what one's else? really important. You're, you were born uh, on the Chinese year of the rat. It makes so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> you love bananas and peanut butter and just. Yeah, absolutely. That's you. He loves being outdoors. Yeah. Cycling around. Yeah. Rats out there. Rats bicycle all the time? Haven't you seen Ratatouille? I'm not putting it past them. Yes, but not on a bike. They're in New York City. How else do they travel? Subway and bicycles. Maybe, uh, what's his name uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Donatello. No. Michelangelo. It's oh, Master Splinter. Raphael. Splinter, that's right. Mm. I always get him and Shredder mixed up. Shredder's the bad guy. Yeah, Shredder's the bad <laughs> dude. Shredder, Shredder. Okay. Do Next. you know the number one song from your birthday? Ooh. This well, is it's a, and it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Really? Like I would know it, do you think? Oh, you should. Well, I hope you do. I don't know. 
It's by the band. Okay, yeah. Take a guess. It's by a very patriotic band. The Beatles. (laughs) Sorry, of our country. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is it country? No, good try. It's a horse with no name by America. That's the name of the band. Oh. Are you serious <laughs> right now, Alan? The horse with no name. That's the name of the song. The desert on America the horse with no name. is the band. It felt good to be out of the rain. You guys know that song? Yeah. Yeah. We'll dance to it later. You don't know that song. We're gonna absolutely yeah. make it as the theme song for huh. this episode. I think. I I can't copyright. Right. Ah. You need to play it for me. I don't know. If, I don't think. We'll I play it for you off air so we don't get copyright. Okay. Copy- it's copyrighted. Yeah, because it's on YouTube. Copywritten. Huh. Well, I'll be. Well, I'll be. Um, this next one yep. I think is perfect for uh, Allie to to. Oh, share. this is a. Very I really don't know anything about the year <laughs> I was born. It's okay. You're living in this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the cover of Life magazine, the day you were born was Jacqueline Onassis. Was she a Kennedy yet? Jackie Onassis no. Kennedy. I don't think she. Was wow. I don't think she was a Kennedy yet. Wow. Huh. She, she was, was still Jackie going o. by Jacqueline at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was um. Who is president? Oh, I got this oh, one. Oh, I am not. It's literally he our next know. question. He might know. Let's see. I just no, 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 no. Don't give him one. Yeah, I'm not a crook. Who yeah, it? who is it? <sighs> it's, uh, oh, good. I gave him a hint that he still doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I just, I got a He's a the brain only fart. one that could go to China. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, President Nixon. Yeah, there ah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I'm not a crook. <laughs> I am not a crook. This next one is tricky. I don't understand mm-hmm. it, it is quite. tricky. But and you did the math? I did the math, and it actually works out. Okay. That's so a lot of math. It's a days? lot of math. Uh, hold on. So when you were born one billion seconds later. Do you know oh, when that man. happened? One billion with a B. Right After now. the no. 1972, to what date was your one billionth second, second alive? Of life. Isn't that wild? It's a lot farther in life than I thought it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, same. Have I, I hit it like, yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. I, you may have already hit two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said it was uh, like, couldn't believe how long ago it was. Math. Uh, oh, it's uh, been a while ago. Uh, 1990. You're getting close. No, oh, no, 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 no. Keep going. Far, farther ahead. 2012. No, you went no, too, too far. far. 2001. Well, you're closer. getting closer. 2000. <laughs> the year colder. Carson was born. You're getting colder. Okay. 2003. 2003. Wow. Mm-hmm. December 14th. A billion yeah. seconds. One billion yeah. seconds. Isn't that wow. weird? I would have thought you would have hit it sooner. <laughs> this next one was funny. Wow. This is where Alan's really going to show his age. Yeah. yeah. Old man Alan. Hmm. How many years and dog years are you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, 51, 351. I was reading this. It says it depends on the breed. Yeah, However, it does. No, 357. Wow, that was really quick. Absolutely. How did you guess How did you? that? It's called math. I don't know. Well, you're wrong, but yeah. <laughs> 50, 51 times 7. Seven times one is seven. So you're saying seven times the five ratio is 35. Is Three. Yeah, because it's seven. seven every year is a seven. <laughs> What's that? Seven to one ratio of dog year to man year. Everything That's hurts. what I've always. It's not, but it. Is. I thought it was too. But I did too. But there is there is a science behind it. Okay. I don't remember what it is. I thought it was. Is stupid it like when based on it. a bell curve? <laughs> yeah, because the different breeds age differently. Like some dogs will live yeah. outlive other dogs. My just dog's by gonna nature. live forever. I would definitely so. be a Labrador. <laughs> so tell well, me. the answer is two hundred and seventy-seven dog years. I like that better. How does yeah. it feel? You're younger. I am younger. Yeah. Just a young pup. Huh. Just, Out of curiosity, what movie. was the math involved in that? Like, if I don't it know. wasn't, she wrote it down. So, okay, Alan, there, and I, I don't really know if this is the USA or like in the world. It was kind of confusing, but we'll just say this: <laughs> there are an estimated three hundred thirty-three 
380 people. Oh, Did I didn't read that right. <laughs> yeah, 333. I forgot. I already said 333,080 <laughs> other humans with your birthday. Right now? Yeah, right now. Well, some I don't know if they're all still alive. Yeah. But on that day, that's been. how many other babies were born. Wow. Sweet. Well, okay. you were 81. So I had yeah. to, I had to took So probably now there's on. less because I'm 51. Hey. So maybe there's probably like 250,000 of us left <laughs> yeah. or something like that. You should just put a little Facebook wow. status This is, this out is our last fact. You ready? Okay. This you're is... gonna you're gonna love this. The most popular name, the year that you were born for boys. For boys. Alan was Michael. Sorry. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. I feel, that was special. Do you feel old? <laughs> I feel you that was did special. come up with you did you come up with an icebreaker. Well, um, it was were complicated. The icebreaker. Yeah. Well, sorry to make your your efforts. <laughs> we said we were going to sing happy birthday no. to him. Yeah. 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 You guys ought to sing to me. No. <laughs> you like to laugh. It's time for the dish. We're going to go ahead and dive into our dishes, right? For those yes. of you that are new to the show, um, we have three experts here. Mm. That I'm looking at them right mm. now. Experts. Uh, Allie, sure David, and James. Things. They uh, have brought our dishes. And that they are usually silly, interesting, crazy, whatever, but worth whatever. worth bringing to the table here. Yeah. And we'll discuss those, and then uh, I will close out our time with a deep dish. So, uh, yeah, who wants to go first? I will go because this is a subject very dear to my heart. Easter is coming up, mm-hmm. and while the tradition of Easter candy— Well, Easter will have passed. That's true. We're recording it before <laughs> Easter, but by the time this airs, Easter will have passed. But it's okay because discount Easter candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Except, have you noticed that they don't discount Cadbury eggs because yeah, they take them joke. back? They're that and good. They're like, no, they're that good. But they are that speaking good. of Cadbury mm-hmm. eggs, they are my favorite candy that comes out at Easter. Like, like the Cadbury cream eggs. The cream eggs, yes. Okay, I like the little chocolate ones. No, you crunchy. can get that kind of stuff any year. The Cadbury cream okay. eggs with the fondant in the middle is so good. Um, they were my favorite thing growing up. I love the commercials. Um, love everything about Cadbury eggs. In fact, recently my wife sent me an article of this guy who deep fried. I know it sounds disgusting, but I saw it and I want to try it really, really. How does that work? He like dips them in batter, fries them, and then Mm. it's like this little pastry shell with the melted chocolate in the middle. Are they from Texas? I don't know where he's from. Um, so anyway. has to be. No, Mm. they didn't put ketchup on it, so it's okay. Uh, Good. Don't make any comments, old man, or I'll break your hip. Anyway, (laughs) so local British police department helped save Easter for fans of Cadbury eggs. A man was arrested in England after allegedly stealing a semi-truck. Whoa. That contained... Allegedly. 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 (laughs) That contained 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs. This sounds like something you would do. 200,000. So, fun fact, last year... They have started selling these. So when I was a little kid, you could get like single eggs. You could get the four pack, right? Mm-hmm. The four pack was like, ah, we've made it. Right. You know, and then as an adult, now you can buy the five pack. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. It's one more. Marketing. It's four. one more and they charge three more dollars for it. Jeez. So and last year they released the Cadbury egg that it's was like giant. 24 Ew. Cadbury cream eggs inside a giant Cadbury cream egg. Now, the giant <gasps> the egg was, egg. was just plastic, babies. right? But it was a giant <laughs> plastic egg full of Cadbury cream eggs. And mm-hmm. I love them so much. I the still egg have eggs egg. from that package of eggs in Last my pantry. Ew, that I've are kept they good? inside plastic. Yeah, oh, I've sealed them inside good. a plastic bag. 
Um, chocolate they don't get air. doesn't the dead age. Bodies too. Oh, it does. Like, right? I, like I did. So <laughs> I don't know what I would do with 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs. I'd sell them. But you just oh. said you would make it. They were That's like right. super expensive. They are super expensive. Wow. Sell them. Of course, the, uh, if you go on Facebook Marketplace and you're selling Cadbury eggs, that might be a little suspicious. Yes. <laughs> so shortly after the uh, the theft, he was caught. The guy was 32 years old. Um, he was stopped gun. in central England. Uh, <laughs> he used a metal grinder to break through the gate into the parking lot and steal the truck. And it's like, man, 200,000 Cadbury eggs. And he knew, eggs. What it, like, he knew that there were Cadbury eggs, Cadbury eggs in there? Oh, I'm sure he did. But just out of just, what do you think that that truck, two hundred thousand Cadbury eggs, was worth? And don't look it up because it is in the article. I'm gonna say like, do a little math. I don't know, one point one million. Are we talking about like, (laughs) if you were to sell the Cadbury eggs, it would be worth this much? Are you talking about like the ingredients? No, no, no. Like if if you the value of the Cadbury eggs, like if you went to the store and bought two hundred thousand Cadbury eggs, what do you think that they would be worth? One hundred, hundred (laughs) thousand. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Ali. One hundred, hundred thousand. Cadbury eggs. Probably million. How much is a Cadbury egg? Maybe thirty cents. Oh, Wait, no. are they individual or are they five packs? They were individuals, I think. But the point is, like, if you buy a five pack, it's like four bucks. Okay, okay. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. One point like, one million. I'm going like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Is the trailer are, included? <laughs> no, just the value of the eggs. Yeah, okay. I'm still sticking with one point. Then they're over a dollar each. <laughs> Not not like just Alan's under. trying way too hard to get in this. <laughs> yeah. this Alan, today's there's no math prize. <laughs> there's no prize. Mathing with real talk. Don't follow us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially my Well, you guys are all guessing way high, which this is going to be really disappointing. It's but it was $48,000 worth of Cadbury cream eggs. I could use $48,000. I mean, $48,000 worth of Cadbury cream eggs. Mm. 1.1 million would have been better. It would have been, but they're not that expensive. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, and, you know, I was doing the exchange rate, too. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what happened. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, sure, uh-huh. sure, 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 sure. Nick James, that was a sweet story. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? Easter About safe. five seconds. <laughs> I've got another sweet story. All right, let's hear it. All right, so this one is a saga. Ooh. So, <laughs> the picture in yours is so funny. So, rewind, March 30th, 2023, Year of Our Lord. A town in Arizona. What town? Uh, I couldn't find Phoenix. Is it Phoenix? Oh, oh yeah, in Phoenix. Yeah. Dairy. Arizona Dairy Queen in Phoenix right. loses its giant red spin. <gasps> wow. RIP Dairy Queen. So, uh, they I didn't guess, lose it. They didn't lose No, 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 no. I guess. How do you misplace a giant spin? <laughs> I could there was three people that there was three in the middle of the people. night stole the giant red spoon from Dairy Queen. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to figure out where red spoons are on a Dairy Queen building. I am too. I'm like. It's so subtle. I've never noticed. Right. Okay. But the best part of this, the the first part of the story, right? They stole this giant red spoon, which is 15 feet tall. What? On a small motorbike, in quotation marks. (laughs) The three of them wow. all riding the motorbike, yes. holding the spoon. On okay, so on the, the, the first article it says two people. Second <laughs> article says three. The same thing. Okay, so how do you carry a giant fifteen foot red spoon on a small motorbike with two people on it? So this is where the story picks up. Four days later, April third, twenty twenty three, year of our Lord. Yeah, the red spoon has been found. Whoa! So these master thieves have stolen the fifteen foot red spoon and decided. You know, this is the best place to put it. No one will ever see it. <laughs> it's in the middle of a field. Who's going to know? 
next to a next to a chain link fence. Yeah. And this is where our hero sure comes in. It. So it was a school. Probably. Michael Foster, fifty-two year old, is walking around playing his Pokemon Go. No. Yep. That's a story in itself. Yes, walking around playing Pokemon Go, it, and it led him to the spoon. And it, he <gasps> found the spoon playing wow. Pokemon Go. Poke spoon, huh. I choose you. Yes, he chose correctly. <laughs> wow. Um, I wonder what he had to do to capture a spoon. <laughs> so this is literally just two miles down the road from where the, the Dairy Queen is. So these thieves aren't very smart. And it's one, in plain sight. Yeah. So one, they try to do this on a small motorbike, <laughs> quote unquote. Mm. And two, they just hit it two miles down the road in the middle of a field. But that's what's even more shameful is that it took four days. Them to find it? For yeah, two that miles, is pretty yeah. sad. That but is also, sad. isn't Phoenix kind of crime ridden there? Probably like, big deal. Yeah, you were going to get sued by Phoenix for saying that on air. I don't know. The pictures in the article, Truth though, hurts, crack me baby. up because the Jack's spoon just sitting next to a fence. But then the spoon hung over the top of the police car. That you know, is pretty hilarious. If you've ever taken a trip to anywhere in Asia, this wouldn't seem insurmountable. It's amazing That's what, true. what they can carry, what people on, a can carry on a small scooter. And if you've ever taken a trip to anywhere in Asia, they're going to talk about Tom Cruise, a.k.a. Alan Reed. They said I look just Asia. like Tom Cruise. What? Of course, that was we the younger there. version of me, wasn't the 51 <laughs> version. Okay, so yeah. how, I bet you've seen the article. I haven't. Okay, how expensive do you think this spoon is? One point. <laughs> One million. Okay, One hold hundred thousand hundred dollars. dollars. The I'm materials say are like. $25,000. Okay. Did you see the price? I didn't no, look at the 10, price. Okay, 10000 Oh, you said ten. you said twenty-five. I'm going to say 40000 Hold it. Uh, can you, can you over guess? Like, are, are you it's a bust canceled if you out? Over, yeah. One dollar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alan is the winner, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seven thousand dollar spoon. Oh, oh I it. wow. Seven that's an expensive spoon. It is an expensive spoon, but not as expensive it. as Cadbury cream eggs. That's true. That's true. Wheel of Fortune, that's where I learned how to do well, that. They still yeah. haven't Smart found Alan. the people. They still haven't found the people that did this crime. So there have got to be security cameras. Real talk family. If you have any information on these these thieves we will not offer you a reward so also this guy this guy who found the the spoon he said i don't need a reward i would have leveraged that for like lifetime supply supply of blizzards yes Yes. or like and make my own blizzard you know what i mean giant blizzard you have the giant spoon. You mean like make your own combination? Of yeah, flavors? yeah, yeah. I think you can like, do that already. Make hmm. a blizzard what after me. But no, you would call it, and it would be in all the stores. You call it the oh. red spoon. Oh, <laughs> the red spoon. Okay, no, yeah, I'm not saying Allie, anything else. Allie's I'm going to email them later hmm. with that information. Yeah, so. don't, don't, Very nice. don't bust it out. I loved it. Speaking of 15-foot spoons. Nice. Uh, the good transition. Tower. A 1.1. <laughs> awesome transition. Okay. We're going to have to guess the value of this, too, so don't. So... The this story is so interesting to me because it is is just kind of (laughs) lame. Um, okay, the Eiffel Tower, if you've ever seen it or if you've never seen it, it's grand, right? Like, massive, and it's phenomenal architecture. The thing itself is just a masterpiece, right? The thing is, when you look at it in pictures, it doesn't do the size of it justice until you're standing in front of it and you realize that just one of those legs is so stinking huge, Mm -hmm. and you're like. Whoa. Never yes. seen it. So Whoa. It's pretty big. And like, is it like as big as the... Uh, as the, Freedom? No. Okay. no. Empire State Building? <laughs> Absolutely not. Empire State Building? Freedom. History. Is 
Um, I don't know. I've never been there, but I have been on the Eiffel Tower. We went up to like the second level. Mm. You didn't go all the way to the top and feel it sway? No. The (gasps) second was high enough for me. It was rainy too, so we weren't allowed to like walk around. We walked (laughs) to the second level and then took the elevator to the top because you couldn't walk all the way to the top. You can only Mm -hmm. walk to the second level. We walked to the second level and took the elevator to the top. And I've still got Charlie horses from that. (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. It is scary. It is scary. Like it is really tall. But um, okay. So on April first, there was an artist. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Alan. For for younger (laughs) folks that maybe have never been to Paris. Yeah. Like myself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the Eiffel Tower is 984 feet, and to put that into kind of perspective, it is taller than the Washington Monument. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's shorter than the Empire State Building. Yeah, that's yeah. right, America. Mo- the Empire yeah. State Building is much more stable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nothing the Eiffel Tower. I mean, that's... No, the Eiffel Tower w- wobbles and waves. But it's not going to no. fall over, probably. Anyways, that's just to help you help you folks out there. Wow. Yeah. You young folks, never been to Paris. Thank you, you youngsters that, ain't never been. So, on April 1st, an artist resurrected a replica of the <laughs> tower at one-tenth the size. <laughs> I don't know why. What is um, this? An Eiffel what Tower is this for thing? ants? <laughs> it's it's still, be at least ten times bigger. So like, than that. It's still huge, right? It's like people barely yeah. come up to the bottom of it. Um, however, Parisians are just hacked off. Everyone first thought it was an April Fool's Day joke. I don't know why anyone would think that's a joke, but that's an expensive joke. That's a very expensive joke. And also that artist I thought you were joking. That artist worked so hard on it and they were like, is this a joke? And he's like, no, it's not. I'm um, still stuck like in Parisians. That. Yeah. yeah. That's what you call a, a par- Paris person. A Paris person. Yeah. Yeah. Parisian. So huh. he says, this is from the artist, which I also, is just goofy to me. He said, seven years ago, the idea came to me on a night like this to build the Eiffel Tower on a scale of one tenth. Hmm. Yeah. And so he called it Eiffella. That's that's the name of his small, little tiny version of it. Um, it's got a sense and of humor. The purpose that he wanted, like his goal with it was to, he said, in the current situation, I think we need it a lot. And there is no other goal than to create happiness and to create a bond. I'm not, I'm not for sure. Artists are weird. Are They are so interesting because I'm not really for sure what that does for me when it comes to like bond building. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, something else to look at. Um, and why would I look at that one? The original is right there. But um, the Parisians are hacked off because it's in their gardens, and they just want to enjoy their gardens in the spring. That makes sense. Well, I guess he got permission to put it there. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what if he didn't, though? <laughs> but, yeah. So, what um, is this? What is this? <laughs> it just showed up overnight. Now, I'm sure it took him a while. But, wow, yeah. that's... No, everyone's huh. like, it's just a I copycat. Would we'll just go look at So, it's still there. Anyone. It's still there. They're going to leave it up for a little bit. It'll come down soon. But, yeah. I just I kind of felt bad for him, but also because he was trying to do something nice, and then people I just guess. got mad at him. Okay, but but why? Hold up, <laughs> hold up. Yeah, this guy said this is exactly what we need medicine. right now. It's what we need. What <laughs> Our can you get any more cockier than that? Like <laughs> you need my art. Here's my art that is an exact copy of something that's already been made. And it's just smaller. Just a little bit smaller. We oui, yeah. oui. we have to give it to him. He yeah he had a vision. It is we. Oui. Yeah, no. I, I guess did he pay for this? 
I'm he sure to. with his own money. He's probably super wealthy, but yeah, this is what the world needs. Seeing. Yeah, but he did it. Also, I would have given though, up like the first day. I would have been like, forget it. He really and should man. like take it and move it to other cities that aren't Paris, so that other people can enjoy it. Like Las Vegas. Oh wait, there's okay. already one there. Paris, Texas. I would suggest that to him. Break yeah. it down. I'm gonna just. Isn't there like a little Twitter. Eiffel Tower and a little? Shoot I've never been to Vegas. But isn't there like? I've got things to do. I've got to email Derek. Eiffel Tower and a little Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I just I don't know. Bring it to Rogers. We'll let them put them up. We could put it at Crystal Bridges. It'd be a hit. Yeah. It would be. People a would hit. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on our so, campus. So, Philippe uh, Mandron, if you're listening, uh, bring your bring your baby. Bring it on. Bring Ifella. Yeah. Give us a call. To Bentonville and put it at. Just call uh, First Baptist Rogers. Yeah, we'll take ask it. For, 479. Ask for Allie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll handle this. It's the deep dish. All right. Man. You guys ready? All right. So, deep dish. Um, the title of the article is Americans are America pulls back from values that once defined it. And so you guys know how we love a good poll Mm. and uh, we love P O L L. Yeah. A good, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. So, or a survey, I guess you can call this a survey, but the survey uh, showed that, um, values like patriotism, religious faith, having children, hard work, uh, all the good things that make America, America, um, they they decreased in value um, from the year 1998 to like th- th- they make that sound like that was a long time ago for one. It's like okay, I was probably 35. I was probably. seven. So was let that sink in. So yeah. So this survey was uh, uh, they had done this same survey in 1998. It's like hey, let's ask the same questions and and bring it up to today. So they they asked these questions. So in these categories and more. Like all of them went way down, like not just a little bit, but way down, yeah. except one, and that was money. <clears throat> money increased, Ugh. but all these good American values went down. So yeah, patriotism, it dropped from seventy percent in nineteen ninety-eight. Mm. Right? So like when you guys were just five little munchkins, right? Um, down to thirty-eight percent. Okay. So 70% to 38%. Religion dropped from 62% to 39%. Um, Having children from 59% to 28%. That one was shocking. Like, whoa, maybe it wasn't shocking knowing what's going on today, but it's still like crazy. This one was surprising to me. Community involvement dropped from 46% to 25%. But look at the arch. Look what happened. Yeah, it it was going up. And and then 2020... It tanked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, the last four yeah, years. Yeah. scared to get COVID. Yep. If you, if you look up this article, it'll give you an image, and it'll show you, like, the difference between 2019 and 2023, and with several of them big drops over the last four years. Mm-hmm. But money increased from 31% to 43%. So, before we go any further, I know you guys have looked at the article and everything. Um, what is your thoughts? Is America... Is it, is, are the values really changing or do you think there may be something else going on here or a little bit of both? Oh, I think the values are changing. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of stuff that contributes to changing values, but I feel like, I mean, I, I was even yeah. on the phone with my mom this morning, just getting ready, talking about our plans for Easter. <laughs> and we were talking about like how values of attending church on Easter Sunday mm-hmm. has changed. And that's just like one small aspect of this, but yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. What else? Or any other thoughts? I mean, I think, I think it's been a decline. I mean, I've, 
<clears throat> as someone who is a little bit older and, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the workforce, I've been, you know, out of school and adulting, as you want to call it for a while now. And <clears throat> I can see to my life now, when I was younger, didn't really care much about it. Right. Cause we've talked about that when we were younger, we didn't really care about politics, any of that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever. But then the older I've gotten and I'm realizing just what life was like when I was younger and even as a young adult to what it is now, I'm like, man, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. It's difficult to have an opinion. It's difficult to, you know, stay true to your values and, you know, your integrity and all that kind of stuff because of just the culture we live in. And so the fact that all this stuff is what it is doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, patriotism, you know, we had our spike around 2001 with the World Trade Center, and then it's just gone downhill since then. And part of that is the political movement. I mean, our political movement has gotten so chaotic and crazy, regardless of what side you're on. You know, there are extremes on both left and right, mm -hmm. and it's gotten so bad that the extremes are what is known and it's what is common, and the middle ground is not. And so people are not patriotic. They don't like our country because of what's going on, mm -hmm. because they're likely to disagree either strongly one way or strongly another because of it. Religion's the same way. We've got so many personal freedoms and personal truths and personal choices going on that something like a religion, something like our faith, where you have a defined set of rules, which are just there to make sure you are number one going to heaven, but <clears throat> you know, there to make sure you're protected and safe and, and everything. Um, people don't like having rules. They don't like being told what they can and can't do. You know, having children again, how are you going to go be an influencer and show your life on social media? If you've got kids, you're not going to have a life, right? You are, it's just going to be a different life than what your friends might be living. And so therefore you're going to do it. Um, community involvement is one that that wouldn't surprise me. So it, see, it doesn't because I know from having worked with young adults over the past uh, 15, 20 years that like with churches, for example, people don't want to give money to a building or something that they can't identify with. But what they do love getting involved in is, something where people are actually doing something, you know, like, Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to feed the homeless. We're going to build houses. We're going to, you know, we're going to do something. We're going to be involved in our community and make a difference. Right. They're going to, they, they want to see and be a part of an experience being a part of a tangible difference. So that one doesn't surprise me. But either. Isn't that what that's talking about? Community involvement. Is yes. But it, it went up until COVID. Okay. And then, Cause you see that line uh, past 2019. Okay. It hit oh, 2020 that's true. Take. That makes total sense. So that one doesn't yep. surprise me at all. And then of course money doesn't surprise me cause you know, everybody wants money. And so it's obviously plus everything's more expensive now. Yeah, That's so. the only one that's like a straight <laughs> steady increase. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I mean, you're right. It is a straight line, but things have gotten harder as of lately, mm -hmm. but, um, but it, it, you're right. It is a straight line. You would think it would peak up quite a bit more from 2019 to 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, the only one that I thought in here that was a little skewed, maybe because the definition's probably different now than it was back then. But like when you would use the term patriotism in the nineties, it did not have, there wasn't like this reaction from that word. Like I think yeah. people are triggered today yeah. with that word where before there was, there, we didn't have the divisiveness. So if you brought it up, it just meant you were proud of your country yeah. and mm -hmm. you know, and overall you felt like at least value wise that it was, that it was a good country where now I think we've been so polarized and uh, I think that our, the values of our country, the history of our country. Well, again, look at know, where that dot starts, the steady, the major decline. It's yeah. In 2020. Yeah. The last four. Like so. that dot sharply declines after 2020. Mm -hmm. 
And so, so it makes me wonder, though, if like people are responding to this question just differently, like their definition of what patriotism means mm -hmm. is different because mm -hmm. that, you know, the stereotypical thing is, well, well, of course, maybe a white person may be more proud of their country because they didn't have to go through the struggles, you know, that others right. have. Right. And so um, that's I don't know. It's just a different perspective these days. So but very interesting. Yeah, I would say that. A lot of this is kind of based on, I mean, we've talked about this in the past about how social media and stuff has had a huge influence on just the development of our culture. Yep. Um, but I think more or less, the more our, our country and our uh, people can be connected to people outside of our country, I think social media has allowed that to happen to where yeah. you're seeing stuff that's happening real time in other countries. Um, it allows you to connect to that person pretty quickly or mm -hmm. connect to that situation pretty quickly. And in that turn, you become more and more disconnected from your own country yeah. um, or religion or whatever in thing that's in here, the category. I find it interesting that, you know, I think the decline can be attributed to that fact as well. Just the fact that we are constantly being bombarded with things that are negative. Yeah. Uh, whether that's on the news or social media, um, you can see those steady declines. And, you know, like a lot of the questions you know, ask, especially when like having children or being involved in the community is like, why would I want to bring a child into this world? Right. Yeah. Um, because of all the bad things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, why would I want to be involved in the community when they're not doing anything to help this part of the world kind of thing? Or yeah. why do I want to be involved in a country that doesn't take care of other people in other parts of the world? Um, whether that's a right response or not. Or even a right perspective. Right or perspective not. or not. Yeah. It's I think that is something that is attributing to some of these declines that we're seeing. Yeah. Another thing that I was thinking of um, when I was going through this article is one thing that is very different today than it was even before 1998, I mean, and there's probably a sliding scale on this too, but I think that there's like a, a, a hyper focus on individualism more yeah. today than there was. Oh, yeah. And so you, when you think about that, it's like, um, you know, the founding of our country and the way that we function, you know, we're more capitalistic and so free markets and, and things like that. And I think that, doesn't work well with a decline in values. Mm -hmm. The more individualistic we become, uh, the more that we're thinking of only ourselves. you know, it really, it doesn't work very well in that setting, you know? And like so all of these categories, mm -hmm. if you are looking towards yourself, right. they all are going to decline. And that makes a lot of sense why money would go up. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you think about it is that that's your only focus, mm -hmm. but yet you don't have a greater vision for what your life purpose is beyond yourself. Yeah. Then your focus is on pleasure. Your focus, mm -hmm. you know, is on more temporary type things. And no wonder that more and more people are depressed, uh, dealing with anxiety and things like that. It just, you know, it really ties into some of our past conversations, you know, mm -hmm. where we're just like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when all you're doing is thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about others and you're not thinking about, like, in the sense of valuing others, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's easy to just get so, you know, woe is me. And like you said, the individualism, the idea of the individualism has become, it was rearing its head in the 90s. I remember it. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing like it is now. Right. You know, <clears throat> and so it's a real thing. But when you're 
talking so much about individualism, you're really focusing on differences rather than focusing on yeah. the things that, that unite us and that we have in common, mm-hmm. right? You know, and that's the thing, whenever we've had these major incidents that have happened in our country, you know, like September 11th, the, the market crash in, what was it, 05, 07, somewhere around there. Um, 2008, the housing it, market. Was it 2008? Okay, mm-hmm. so 2008, the housing market crisis. <clears throat> those are things that united the country, right? Because we were all feeling it together. And now everything has just become so... Uh, politically motivated, everything has become so, like I said before, it's just a pendulum swing to far right, far left. There's just no middle ground, you know? What's um, really interesting to me too is that they even broke it down to like 18 to 29 year olds and checked like how they felt about these. And those, uh, like the importance that they put into these different categories is so low. Like Mm -hmm. it is, I think all of them are less than um, like 30%. Yeah. in favor of whatever category. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm reading this, I'm thinking about like the different generations, you know, like there's that conversation and it's always like a meme or some series on Facebook or something that shows you like people born at this time have walked through these things in life. And we kind of roll our eyes at that, you know, like grandpa's story about walking seven miles in the snow to school. Mm-hmm. Like that's both real. Ways. Uphill, yeah, both, both ways. ways. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. I forgot about that. But like, that's real life. Yeah. And so it's sad to me when I sit here and think about like what my grandparents did go through that was really hard in these times of like war and, mm-hmm. and just even people not treating those in war kindly. And, um, you know, they were both alive during, they were all four of them were alive during the great depression and all these things. And so they didn't really have much in their life that was yeah. like positive and encouraging. They just had each other and they had their faith. Yeah. And so, they still continue to have children. And I would I would look at the things that they went through and say they probably went through harder times than I ever have in my life yet. And somehow they still did not give way to individualism. And yeah. that's what I can't figure out. Like where is the disconnect between an entire generation who went through very, very hard things and still continue to have their faith and, like I said, still weren't scared of these things like, Yes, money was a value to them, but they did what they could with the money they had. Yeah. And and so, like, there's obviously something different with our generation of, like, these 18 to 29-year-olds yeah. who are saying, like, no, religion's not important to me. Being involved in my community isn't. It's all. It really is all about chasing money. Yeah. And it's, like, and I think so I know, sad. I think I know why. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, I think I know why. If you think about it, like, difficulty, challenges— you don't have time, the luxury of time to even focus on some of the things that we squabble about because money truly is thin. Like people talk about struggling today and living life today. Well, during the Great Depression, where a lot of these 65-year-olds probably were born out of that season, mm-hmm. you know, their parents were really struggling, but they saw their parents struggling to make a dollar and to pay everything. And so that made them grow up where they're like, they saved their money. You know, they were mm-hmm. the savers. And so they had that hard work ethic because they remember how hard it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've lost that thought of that life could be difficult, you know, uh, to, for us. To piggyback off what you're saying, too, I think there was a a negative that came out of that thought process because if I was going through those things, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want my children to go through those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now I am using all my effort and energy, especially with my children to not have them go through those kind of difficulties. And that is not a bad thing. Right. But it also trains your generation to 
not care about or realize, okay, my comfort and my betterment is what's important. And now you pass that on to a generation. It's like you're taking a photocopy and photocopying the photocopy and it just keeps getting degraded over time. And the fact that we're at this point where individualism is so high Mm -hmm. could relate to the fact that our parents and our grandparents were like we don't want them to go through these kind of struggles yeah, right. so we're shielding them from that i was right. literally yeah. thinking the same thing the worst thing like, we can do for our kids is to overprotect them yeah. well because you know it, we we've i think we've talked about this maybe on the show but if not i know i've had conversations about with friends but it's like you know my parents were not the great depression generation but my grandparents were mm-hmm. so my grandparents were great depression generation they came out of the great depression and my parents were you know birthed after that kind of a thing and it was like okay well they know what my grandparents had to go through. They they also worked hard because they were, they're boomers kind of a thing. And so, you know, but then people in my generation that had kids were like, well, you know, our family struggled, so I want to provide everything for my kid. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. creates that entitlement syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, and that entitlement syndrome then yeah. leads to this, I'm the only thing that's important, um, you know. And kind of what you were saying, Alan, previously, culturally, people leaned into one another. They leaned into relationships. They leaned into their relationships at church and in their community and the neighborhood whenever they're going through tough times and doing all this stuff, that community is what mattered. And that community was built around things like religion and, you know, pride in your country and pride in where you live and all that kind of stuff. And now, you know, not just through social media, but because of some things with social media, we've lost the art of relationship. Mm -hmm. And so people don't actually have relationship with one another. They've got the billboard where they show their highlights. And Mm -hmm. so those actual relationships that we do form oftentimes, especially nowadays, don't even go that deep. They mm-hmm. tend to be very surface related. It's, you know, we're fine as long as we can just tell jokes and have a good time and laugh and do whatever. But having the serious conversation deep down is probably not something that's going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we've just lost a lot of those things that just make us human, yeah. you know, not even about America, just in general. We've just lost a lot of those things that make us human. And so that's why we see these things declining, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I was with you. I read that and I was like, man, the younger generation, my thought was, what do they care about? And it wasn't just. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of, oh, all they care about is money. That's not, that wasn't what entered my yeah. mind. It was literally, so they don't care about this and they don't care about that. <laughs> what do they care about? Well, well uh, fairness, like yeah. they, they value fairness that Equality everyone is treated is like equally. Now they may, ju- they'll judge that differently than my generation will. Right. You know, I will, I would want freedom and equality of opportunity where I feel like sometimes the younger generations want the, uh, the equality of the outcome. You know, everyone deserves the same thing where my generation would be like, we all should have the same opportunity to go after these things or to pursue these things. Because I know I don't want I don't want someone who's going to just mooch off the government to be able to live in my neighborhood for free Mm. because I'm paying extra taxes so they can do it. This is a really this is like one of the hardest conversations for me, too, as a believer. And my my baby brother in law is really good about keeping me in check with some of this because he's a campus missionary. And so it's just like, I cannot judge the faith of those younger than me. And I cannot judge the faith of those older than me, but like, yes, this gener this younger generation is very different in value in like what we would say our priorities and values for them. But like, they are still radically in love with Jesus. And I have to remember that like yeah. they're living in a totally different time yeah. Yeah. and they are still pushing for the name of Jesus to be made known. And That's that is word. one of the hardest things for me to wrap my mind around. Cause I'm like, it yeah. looks so different than it would have 
40 years ago, or even when, you know, we were in student ministry, things just look different yeah. today. But um, yeah. I can't like put any extra weight on them. Like they know what their generation is mm-hmm. like, and we know what ours is like. And speak, uh, to go along with what you're saying, especially if you're thinking about the younger generation that are Christ followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and really this would go for any faith. If they're passionate and they're Muslim, whatever it would be put in that, I think it is harder. Mm-hmm. It was more comfortable for me to live out right. my Christian faith yep. when mm-hmm. back in that generation where it is much more difficult now. And so that struggle I think younger people tend to be much more interested in theology. Mm-hmm. They're much more deeper in their questions about God yeah. because of that struggle. And I think that their faith has more depth than my generation had when I was in high school or when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where, uh, so I'm going to kind of do a little spiritual juke here on this one. I noticed this in myself, and I think this is kind of one of the greatest idols that we have in the church is comfort Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and safety. And I notice it sometimes when I'm praying, but I'm not really focused on what I'm praying for that day. Maybe I'm just like, hey, before I'm starting my day, I'm just beginning to pray. Uh, there's a tendency to focus on good outcomes and that this will happen and that'll happen. Basically, I'm asking God, would you just lay out my day and just make it smooth and that this conversation will go well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, is that really what God is wanting me to pray for? Is he wanting me to pray for a smooth and easy living or for the faith to... Um, to see, you know, to see what's happening, the opportunities with his eyes and to be able to be gracious during this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so we pray for comfort so many times. And then that yeah. James passage uh, in chapter one, computer just went out, um, that says, consider it pure joy, uh, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Mm-hmm. So saying this is a good thing. When you experience trials, pause for a minute and think, you know what? There's an opportunity here. I, I can consider this mm-hmm. joy because as I'm struggling with it, um, something's going to happen because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, mm-hmm. lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back to our article. You know, I think that even though things are challenging right now for the younger generation because inflation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every generation, it's getting easier and easier and easier, and we're looking for ways of making life easier. We want now we want a four day work week, and we want, you know what I mean. And so it's like as everything's quote getting more difficult and the world's falling apart, we're always finding ways of making life easier. Yeah, saying that a little sarcastically. No, but these are like the poll is done on comfort categories. Yeah, and so you're right. It is, and like. We're even told, you know, those inspirational posters in your classrooms and then like the things you see on social media are like life begins outside your comfort zone. And you're like, you're right. It does. That's why I'll go bungee jumping or something ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like, well, why don't we do that with our faith? Because you're exactly right. Yeah. We pray for comforts. Yeah. And I mean, I had, we had a lady in my church who her prayer was just that her life would glorify God. And that came with um, a cancer yeah. diagnosis mm-hmm. and she lost her life to cancer, but her life was a living testimony mm-hmm. because of that. And so when yeah. you pray those prayers outside of your comfort zone, you have to be ready to handle yeah. whatever comes with that. And so I think you're exactly right, Alan. Well, thank you. That was my birthday. So yeah. it's always good to be Happy perfectly birthday. right at once. And to connect to like our past, like three episodes. Mm-hmm. So we talk about when you were talking about, you know, this generation's faith being so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, I instantly thought about our, 
the Jesus movement or Jesus revolution movie. Mm. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. And I need to, dude, dude, dude. Uh (laughs) Um, that's a 1970s word probably. Yeah. Dude. But how how they viewed the young generation's faith compared to ours, you know, like yeah. it's easier for us to say, you know, they're this, this, and this, and they don't care about it, but they really do. Yeah. But also, I think it's important for us to not let the culture dictate things that, like definitions of things. Yeah. Like you said earlier, um, you know, like last week we talked about evangelicals. <laughs> The Close. culture, the culture still defines what that means mm-hmm. right? in how we act and what we do. I mean, like that, when you hear that word, you think right wing Trump yeah. supporter. Right. And that's not true. Which is so sad. It's not true. <laughs> there's a, there's a level of truth to it, but it's not, uh, I think it's like, but down to the it. definition of what it is. Oh yeah. 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 It is sure. not true. Right. I think what we talked about social media and things like that. We're allowing the culture to dictate what how things are defined, and we believe it because we are just so easy comforted, yeah. Yeah. and we're too comfortable with the fact that, you know, these companies are coming out with political statements and things like that, and we're like, well, I like that company, I like their stuff, I must believe what they say, or I have this influencer that I like, and I must believe what they say. We're just so easily comforted by things that we don't test ourselves, right, yeah. and. I mean, I'm always the person that says you need to be a critical thinker. Like that goes Mm -hmm. back to a lot of things. That's always my answer to everything is be a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this is because we aren't critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. Why patriotism, patriotism, religion, children, all this stuff is going down is because we don't want to think critically about those things. And what does it really mean for us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself kind of on the opposite side of that spectrum of not just buying into what people are saying yep. because of who they are, but almost being <laughs> disappointed in people that I like because they support things yeah. or they speak out in favor of things. I'm like, why'd you have to go and do that? I liked mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I can still like them. Yeah. I, we just disagree. It's okay. Right. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, example, Reba McIntyre is one of my favorite country singers, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mom listening to Reba. 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 Her face is plastic. Um, but Reba, Reba McIntyre is one of my favorite country singers. She's a good actress, of all time. And turns. Reba came out in favor of something politically charged. And she, and it wasn't like she made a big ordeal about it. She just made a comment probably yeah. to somebody yeah. in a newspaper or something. And uh, newspaper, yeah, because those still exist. Um, she made a comment and it was posted on social media. And I saw it and I was like, oh, man, Reba, why'd you have to do that? Mm-hmm. I liked you. And then it occurred to me, I don't need to just dis- mm-hmm. start disliking Reba just because she said something I don't agree with. Yeah. You know, like that's not that's not what I should do. Right. And so, you can still enjoy a person, but not Why agree are you with me. No, I'm just saying. Just, sorry, you can. Wow, still the birthday enjoy, boy's defensive. You can, like still, you can still enjoy a person. You can. He's still getting enjoy feisty Alan, in his old. He's getting feisty in his old age, age. Even if he turns fifty-one. Old crotchety. Uh, <laughs> but you can still enjoy someone and disagree with what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you have to take what they say as gospel. Yeah, because yeah. my initial instinct was, well, I guess I can't like Reba anymore. You know, I mean, like that was my gut, guttural mm-hmm. instinct of reaction. I was like, no, stupid. That's the dumbest thing you've ever thought in your life. You like listen to her as a private session on Spotify. Yeah, I was like, so oh, well, I've, gotta, <laughs> I've got to secretly listen to my Reba music. You know, like I can't, I can't do that anymore. But yeah, I mean, because it's not like she's out there like intensively trying to represent and go after something. She just made a comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the deal. Like people are lost. Yeah. And... The way that my eyes see them is oftentimes super judgy, but I, 
like my prayer is always that I would have eyes awake that God has eyes. Yeah. And mm. so, and it is really difficult to do in this culture, but, um, it's, it's important to be strong in your faith and to preach that, but screaming at somebody and getting blue in the face has never changed their mind about anything. And that yep. does not open them up to Jesus yep. in the slightest. And yep. so yep. it's hard to, it's a hard lesson. Mm. Cool. Do you think, do we think like going back to the article, do you think we have to re like take these, do you think we need to retake these categories or do you think that they were worth just letting decline? I don't mm. understand that question. What do you mean? Like, do we, do we worry about the fact that, Patriotism, patriotism is going down. Do we worry about the fact that having children is coming down? Do we, as Christians, have to retake these categories and have them come back up? That's what I'm trying to say. I think, on a certain level, with with our responsibility with our kids, I think that within our community of faith, that's good conversations to have. You know, I'm involved with a young adult ministry, and so to me, it's like I want to help shape. Uh, their values and influence their perspective on life. So I think in our communities we can. I just, you know, it was weird. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday with this article because uh, there's a guy who commented a couple of weeks ago in one of our posts uh, about a, a book that was written by a Joseph uh, Boot, Joseph Boot. Mm. And uh, it was a very patriotic type book, and it was very Christian. And I just started thinking out of an experience I had with somebody, I'm like, I bet you that's like a Christian reconstructionist kind of uh, mm -hmm. thing, which is basically a post-millennial viewpoint of the end of times where everything's getting better and Christians, uh, Christianity is expanding, but it's through the government systems. And, uh, and I've always been very leery of that yeah. mm -hmm. and, um, and everything. So I, I that think makes me squirm a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, there's, there's a little, it's a very small segment of Christianity or evangelical Christianity, but mm -hmm. I think it's becoming more popular because people are so tired of the culture that we're living in. People are running towards, uh, two things they're I say running they're they're more attracted to Muslim faith because they are very black mm -hmm. and white and very clear and not wavering yeah. in the culture. But then also some of these other very strong uh, religious perspectives that I think are unhealthy, mm -hmm. that uh, are, they're trying to usher in the kingdom through a very uh, man-centered type of way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. It goes right in with our culture mm -hmm. uh, and everything. So to answer your question, I think, yeah, we, we, we ought to, the Bible tells us to teach the, our, the younger generation in the, you know, in the way that they should live mm -hmm. and pass down those values, those principles and those things. And I think that's where we do it. We mm -hmm. share our faith, we engage our culture. Um, and the cool thing is, is that the people that I've known that have come to faith, especially adults, I saw this in Colorado a lot, their, this is weird, their politics over a period of time became more conservative because of their faith. Interesting, really interesting. And I, I just, I only, I saw it and observed it and realized that that was happening. It doesn't mean that they all became Republicans, but I saw their, um, their politics be less extreme, move mm. towards the middle. And that's sort of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. We're, we're so we're so polarized right now. Mm. And uh, well, so a lot of people think that if you're conservative, you have to be Republican. There are a lot of conservative Democrats or if you're right. 
liberal, you have to be Democrat. But I bet you a, a, liberal a, liberal, a liberal Democrat will probably be conservative in a lot of their social mm-hmm. type things. They may prioritize them differently. You know, I'm thinking of, of some some of our Christian brothers and sisters that are Democrat. They will prioritize something much higher and they'll, you know, I won't go into that. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we Thank can you. quibble over that. But um, but yeah, but most Christians, even on both sides, are conservative. But the way they would apply government would be different. So I don't know if I answered your question. I just think it's interesting. Like, I, if a Christian reads this article, they'll be like, well, we got to make sure that arrow goes back up. And like, that'd be their first. I mean, like, I'd, I'd say that as a blanket statement. Not yeah. every Christian's going to do that. I got to make that arrow go up. But a lot of it makes it concerned to the fact that we need to change something. Yeah. And it it begs the question, is it even worth trying to save mm-hmm. at this point? I think kind of like the the whole uh, thing that we talked about with revivals, mm-hmm. I think God's going to have to, oh, he's yeah. going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And we have to be sensitive to what God's doing around us. And, you know, kind of like the good old Henry Blackaby study, experiencing God. Join in on what God's doing. Look around and see where God's at work and join in on that. I think uh, that's what we need to be praying for is just, God, (laughs) we're making a mess of this world. We're making a mess of this place, and we need your mercy and your grace and try to be a changing agent within your influence. Well, saying if believers want to get involved to do something, they need to literally do that, get involved and do something. Like, you know, we've been on staff here for a while before Alan came, right? And so I remember uh, there was a time where, a big complaint about our church was we didn't have a thriving young adult ministry, you know, and now young adults linger in our worship center well after the services are over and, you know, in credit partly to Alan because mm-hmm. of the work that he's doing, he's doing what he believes God wants. And it's clearly paying off in the sense of he's got a group that's reaching young adults. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like Alan said, he wants to help shape their life and shape their um, ideals and their goals and their values and all that kind of stuff. Based so, on the Bible. Based on the Bible. Right. And not even based on the Bible, based on their walk with God. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, right. right. And that's the default. Yeah. Yeah. That. I'm yeah. not trying to give Alan unnecessary credit. But like the point is believers need to get involved. If they mm-hmm. want to do something, they need to get involved in their community. Mm-hmm. They need to get involved in making people proud of where they live. They need to get involved in helping people understand the value in families and traditional values. They right. need to do that. And like Ali said, don't just stand and scream at people. That's not going to make a difference. But mm-hmm. actually get involved in people's lives. Get involved in your community. Get involved in your church. And that's how we're going to see that arrow shift its direction in a right. different way. Yeah. So uh, by screaming, I also meant Facebook commenting. True, that's all caps. Yeah. Completely, completely acceptable definition <laughs> of screaming at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome guys. Good, good conversation. Uh, to me, I don't know. We seem to kind of come back to this topic from different angles, but I find yeah. it so interesting because we're living in a, yeah. a very unique day and time that is posing more and more challenges for Christ followers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it, it makes this even more interesting. So anyways, well, thank you for listening in. Um, we would love to hear your opinion. Even if you disagree, you have a different perspective, different angle. We love uh, you. Yes. Just, just don't use salty language. Or, That's uh, all we oh ask. my gosh, please. No derogative comments about humans. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's th- happened. I'm, I'm, so, to delete I'm so glad that I don't pay attention to our Ooh, social media. I'm channels. starting to watch the. I'm they, starting to watch the comments listen, now. Some of the comments are funny, yeah. and I do giggle, but I don't need to be giggling. Uh, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways, we appreciate uh, you listening, and we do want to hear from you. So please like, subscribe, and smash that share button. There you go. 
And so, yeah, follow us on all platforms. Yeah, yeah, subscribe, really, though. Yeah, please. Have a great hey, week. Hey, did you know yeah. that 78% of the people that watch our videos on YouTube aren't mm. subscribed? New poll. Yeah, Gotta I found that it. out yesterday. You yep. need to subscribe, people. Right now. Because you're going to miss hot content like this. Yep. Hot content. Yep. All right. Anyways. Hot content. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.